Hey guys, welcome back to the Adrian Bow podcast featuring Troy Malcolm. This week, Adrian, we're going to do something special. We're going to bring a recent skills workshop that you and I both hosted that we send out to the entire McGraw network on a weekly basis. Now, listeners, you're going to get this in pretty much every fortnight, but what it is is tapping into the skills and challenges and objectives and traits that you need to use out in the field to make your business grow. Adrian, why did we do this and why is it so important in the field right now? It goes to my love, uh, Troy, which is that paradigm between motivational and practitioner work. So I always made a commitment if I ever coached or trained agents that I could share dialogue and strategies and systems and checklists that they can implement into their business the same day or the next day and move the needle with listings and sales because that is our KPI and that's what we're measured on. And I like to have my agents achieve immediate results from the work that we do. Hey, listeners, if you like this, rate it five stars, send us a review, send us questions, because we want to make sure that it's relevant for you every single week. Enjoy the episode. So, hey, guys, and welcome to what is going to be the first of many episodes that I'm going to do with lead agent superstar for the last 23 years, but also general manager of company-owned sales and someone that's got a lot of experience coaching agents to the next level, Adrian Bo. Adrian, um, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I guess to give a bit of a snapshot of what we're going to do over the coming weeks and coming episodes is really focus on what are some tools and skills that agents can use on the ground, in the field, that's going to help them do more business. Sure. Um, we were talking just before this and we said the very first episode would be a great one because it's relevant in so many markets for clearing auction rate, like auction clearance rates, we're seeing them start to get a little bit slower in all the metro markets, be that Brisbane, Melbourne, and also Sydney. Yes. We were discussing, you know, what are some of the important facts and points for everyone to remember to get people to actively bid at auction? Right, okay. Troy, the good news is it's doable, but the bad news is if you wait until the auction day itself, and think that you're going to say some piece of remarkable dialogue to get the buyer to to remarkably bid uh, without doing the preparation, it's just not going to happen. Okay, so where I need to take you back to, Troy, is the set-to-sell meeting when you first list the property. And then we're going to talk a little bit about buyer dialogue and buyer qualification up until the auction day. And frankly, on the auction day itself, if the auction campaign has been set up appropriately, if the feedback to the vendor has been established and there's that rapport, then really the auctioneer is doing most of the heavy lifting and the agent is like a conductor, uh, just uh, of an orchestra really conducting the buyer activity and the buyer bid. So let's just roll it back, if that's okay, to that set-to-sell meeting. So as people know, I advocate that that five to ten minute conversation you have the minute the ink dries on the agency agreement is the most important conversation you're going to have with your vendor. Obviously, there's things which we don't need to get into detail around, but, uh, you know, your team introduction, around the communication process to the vendor in terms of uh, weekly meetings, weekly emails, and uh, uh, and obviously the the, uh, the face-to-face and buyer phone work. But the most important thing is you're going to let that vendor know that if there's a science to our business, and if a campaign can be altered and adjusted to ensure that it goes from being off track to on track, you can do it in weeks one and two, because if you wait till weeks three and four, you're just not gonna gain that momentum. 
Now, the way we do that is we always look at the three variables and the three tangibles being price, presentation, and marketing. I know it can sound a little bit cliche sometimes, but only because it's not revolutionary and only because for decades, no matter about technology, no matter about scripts and dialogues, price, price presentation, marketing is what gets property sold or what makes sure that campaigns fail if not done appropriately. So what we need to have a chat to our vendors about at that set to sell meeting is say, okay, we're gonna meet every week and when I come and see you Tuesday as of next week, we're gonna look at how many people came through the open house on Saturday um, and we're gonna look at the ratio between web hits on domain and realestate.com and we're gonna see if that ratio is on or off track because numbers don't lie, there's a tangible metric there to be able to determine if we're on or off track. And you need to set the expectation with the vendor and say, okay, when I call you on Saturday, if there's less than eight groups through, people's numbers might be different, Troy might be six or 12. If there's less than that number through, when we meet on Tuesday, there's no doubt we need to review price presentation and marketing. And that's after the first Saturday, not the day before the auction, it's too late. And the good news is, you can easily change the course of a campaign by looking at one or all three of those tangibles. The interesting thing that you said there is that it has to happen within the first seven days yes. of the listing going live. Yes. Uh, which is really interesting because we all should know, based on the areas we work, whether we're the average number of people coming through a property mm. is 6, 8, 12, 15, 20. Correct. Um, another thing that's really interesting, guys, is if you are looking for a more detailed agenda on the set to sell or the expectations meeting, you can jump onto the internet and go to the resources section and it actually gives a really detailed brief, which I think you created some time ago before us. Yes. Um, and that's live there. So you can print that out and practice that within your team environment. So when you go and have this meeting, whether that be immediately after, which you've kind of taken it to the next level, which I love, or within the next 24 hours after you've signed all the documentation and everything set in stone where you yes. can introduce your team, it's a really important part because what I'm getting from you, Adrian, is you don't want to leave anything to chance just before the auction or on the auction floor. Correct. By setting up the expectation of the vendor, you're actually setting up the expectation of a successful campaign. Correct. And then when your buyer work starts to come in, and I think that's an episode we're going to do in a couple of weeks' time, yeah. working with buyers and how do we nurture those buyers to yeah. get through the auction, there's nothing going to be to chance when you call or the auctioneer calls for an open computer offer. That's right. I mean, that's the first piece of the puzzle, uh, Troy. But then once you start having discussions with buyers, and we'll touch on it briefly, is you know, talk to your buyers around what do you need to do before you can put yourself in a position to bid unconditionally at this auction, okay? So for people, it is doing a pest inspection. For others, it's getting finance in place. The mistake a lot of agents make, and this is epidemic in our industry, is they think issuing a contract equals a registration at auction. That can't be further from the truth, okay? So the rule of thumb, which you know a lot of people work with, is usually half the amount of contracts will amount in registrations, but let me tell you, there's some specific dialogue you've got to be able to use and determine uh, what that ratio is going to look like. So obvious questions around also with the buyer, hey, I'm meeting with the owner tonight, uh, I'm going to be providing them a recommendation on the reserve price, what do you feel the reserve price should be? Okay? So that's an obvious one. Another one is, hey, the auction's in three weeks' time. You've taken a contract on the property. You've said that you've got finance approved. What are your intentions with this property? Is it to put an offer forward prior to the auction or is it to prepare yourself 
and do all your due diligence and attend the auction and bid. So these are thoughts that go on in agents' mind. The problem is they don't usually ask the buyers what they're thinking. They just assume that by issuing a contract it means a registration. And you know the crazy part about it is, you know, rather than dancing around a topic, just ask them directly. It makes perfect sense. And you know, like Gretzky says, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So why not ask the question and get the correct answer? So if you're thinking about what dialogue I should use with a buyer to make sure they're going to attend and actively bid at the auction, what Adrian just said there was pure genius, but very simple and straight to the point. Listen, I'm going to meet with the vendor in the coming weeks or this week to set the reserve. What would you be prepared to pay for a property like this? And what would you set the reserve at if you were the owner? Really simple dialogue. And like you said, don't try and sugarcoat it, add fluff to it, to the point you will actually build a lot more trust and rapport with those buyers. And then you can have a confident conversation with your vendor. So you don't have to worry too much about, oh, well, we've got 15 contracts and all of those 15 are going to come and register. Because we know, guys, the current climate, the current market, yes. it doesn't happen. We've seen a 50% drop off in most cases of contract holders to um, registrations. Yes. And then potentially another 50% of those are not actively bidding on the auction floor. So if you've got five retros, you might be only seeing two or three That's active right. bidders. Yep. So really important lessons, this is a this has turned into such a big episode. Okay. The very best episode uh, so far, because it's number one, which <laughs> make it nice and easy. Guys, we're gonna come out each Friday with we're like the Stephen Bradbury of episodes, right? The Stephen Bradbury episode, one <laughs> attempt. So we're gonna come out with a lot more episodes. Uh, what we will ask as well in the coming weeks, if you have any questions or challenges or objections you see out in the field, Make sure you email them through to Adrian or myself because we want to make this as relevant as possible and give you tools and skills that you can use immediately in your business. Guys, we've absolutely loved seeing you on the first episode. Adrian, thank you so much for giving up your time and being here. One of the busiest men I've ever seen. Follow him on social if you haven't yet because he's extremely busy. Uh, we'll see you all next week, next Friday. Bye for now. Peace out.